My name is Matt Brown. You're not gonna believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. And let's start the show. Now rub your hands together like this. And repeat after me. May I burn in hell. May, May I, I burn, burn in hell. hell. If I betray my friends. If, if I, I betray, betray my, my friends. Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, October 11th, 2021, and we have a very entertaining, inspiring, and informative productive conversation for you. And we have a new friend to introduce. But before we get into all that fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms. And YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out us in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I sure did. Back in New Jersey, hanging out with the homies. Good times and good vibes. Yeah, I mean, I just hope we're all enjoying the fall things. Leaves are changing at a rapid pace, and before you know we have to rake them up. But for now, let's enjoy the aesthetic, especially if you're in the Northeast or anywhere where the seasons change. So, my guest today is a really, really dope dude. I met him at a Yankee game. Yankees-Red Sox specifically It was August, it was a beautiful summer night, and I'm talking football with the guys I'm with, and he was talking about the Cowboys, and I'm really happy he did. Then me and him were just talking football, you know, he's a Cowboy fan, I'm a Giant fan, so a little banter, and then we just hit it off. He was a good dude, and I simply asked, hey, I do podcasts, you ever want to come on sometime? And two months later, we're here, and he killed it in his debut his name is brian McEwen. he is a staten island dude who's very smart has a lot of great opinions and uh, this is just a good vibe dude like seriously this is a guy you want to have a beer with this is a guy you want to kick it and um i'm sure he has many friends for a reason and he's very smart i mean he's being an engineer like duh he's a graduate student out in manhattanville college or sorry manhattan college and yeah I'm just really happy to show off this guy. He is the man. Simple as that. We talk Yankees and the tragic season we had and where things need to change. We talk NFL, NBA, spooky season, beer, you name it, we discuss it. Staten Island, what a what a damn good conversation. And seriously, this is just one of the most enjoyable and just straight up fun podcasts I ever had. And let's just get into it right away. Brian, it's your turn. The great Brian McEwen, everybody. You're gonna like it. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. <laughs> No one, no one, no one. 
make friends everywhere. So this is cool. So basically, my guest and I literally met out of a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A sign of fate, a, uh, you know, things were meant to be. We met at a Yankee game uh, back in August and the power of staying in touch and just being a cool person to each other. So I'm very excited about the special episode. This guy I met at the Yankee game is now joining me. And I would even say a new friend on the horizon. So good stuff ahead. And let me introduce to you all. Let me introduce you all to Brian McEwen. What's up, Brian? Thanks for coming What's on the going? show. What's going on? How you doing? I'm big. Great, man. Who would have thought you go to a Yankee game and uh, you really hit it off with someone. And now you're on a podcast two months later, right? Absolutely amazing. You know, this great random seed, some game time. If I waited five minutes, you know, someone else could be on the podcast. <laughs> For real, man. I Mine was a last minute uh, situation, too. My buddy Jose said, hey, I got this extra ticket if you want to go. I said, yeah. And uh, look what happened. And might as well talk about the big elephant in the room to start it off and what brings us together. The New York Yankees, right? We're recording this the day after, but on Tuesday night, the 2021 New York Yankees, who I will say is just like watched them this year was like, you know, anytime you've had a relationship with the next where you see things, things seem to work out. And then, you know, like, man, this isn't going to work out. And then somebody changes their ways. It's like, OK, maybe there's a chance right here. And then they just leave you out to dry at the end of the day. That was the 2021. <laughs> That's the 2021 New York Yankees. And then on Tuesday night, they put the nail on the coffin, losing in the AL wild card game and officially ending their season once and for all. So even though it's oddly not that surprising how things panned out, but you just wish that they had a great run in them. And I just have to start it off, Brian, the 2021 New York Yankees. What are your thoughts, especially how things ended up on Tuesday night? I would say probably the biggest roller coaster of emotions since the Todd Frazier home run game against the Astros that series. Oh, yeah. Classic. I was at that game. Was at <laughs> that game. I was 10 seats above that, and that was electric, and that series was just heartbreaking. Um, this season was tough. Um, it was, like, aggravating. First off, I'll say this. I can't stand Aaron Boone. Don't like mm. him. I think the the biggest mistake was getting rid of Girardi. Yeah. Biggest that was mistake. F- and that's team just under loaded. four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> team was loaded. They had discipline. They had fundamentals. They knew what to do. And he made one mistake, not challenging a play in the playoffs, which I understand. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of him. Short leash. It's the Yankees. Got to live up to the, you know, lift up, live up to the hype. But in my eyes, Boone was nothing more than a, uh, figurehead for Cashman. Mm-hmm. So Cashman was Cashman was a manager this year, and the, the last few years. And look at where it's led us. That was four years ago, Brian. Literally, you know, you had a presidential, you know, term happen in this time, and they just get worse and worse. You end in you as you mentioned, seventeen ALCS. 18 ALDS against Boston, mm-hmm. 19 ALCS against Houston, then in 20 in the shortened, you know, ALDS again. And now they can't even get out of the wild card. 
and it's just so embarrassing. It's just no, embarrassing at this point. I just hate the fact that these Red Sox trolls have our number and there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, focusing on the L wild card in particular, where, oh man, that's that that's a hard pill to swallow. Let me ask yeah, you, no, what, what was in. the worst situation? What was the worst moment for you? Whether Cole imploding, Stanton's really epic, really long epic single, Judge getting thrown out at home. What was the nail in the coffin for you? Um, hmm. I would say Stanton because it hit about 10 feet below getting a home run, which would mm-hmm. change the game with the combination of Phil Nevin sending Judge home when he's not the fastest guy on the field. And that was – even though he has, has a good stride, that's a long way to get back, back, back to home and score in that mm. situation. You got to remember, it's going to bounce off that wall. It's already going halfway through the outfield when, when – what's his name? The left fielder caught it. So it's like it's not like a usual, you know, it's hidden low on the ground. You got to bobble for it and grab it. It's basically mm-hmm. catching a fly and then turning and just gunning it, as you know, right to the cutoff, man. Do you think there's anything to, you know, their hesitation for Gallo up at the plate? Reckon you did put him at cleanup. You must have some faith whatsoever. Uh, or do you think that's just people making excuses? I think so. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think better like safe Gallo's than sorry, like symbolic, too. Because he was like a symbolic cleanup. <laughs> Literally, I'm, right? I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like the team, the team is full of, you know, they've always in the last four years, they've gone with the, oh, we're going to hit home runs nonstop. And mm-hmm. we have no ability to play the, you know, just hidden basic game. The Red Sox formula, the Alex Cora formula. Let's throw that out the window. Doesn't win, even though it does win. Um, and let's just try to hit home runs and strike out a lot. But we're going to play sound defense and hit a ton of home runs when we need to. When you build your roster like that, and it just doesn't, it doesn't, it works, and then it doesn't work. And situations like this in a one game, you know, wild card, it could work. It could go great if Stanton, you know, the ball went ten feet higher. Yeah, these guys made a bet, and the dealer took it all away from them. Yep. It's uh, the cringe, and then you just, especially in a game like that, it's all momentum, and yep. then you just took the air out of their balloons. Mm-hmm. What a, what a, uh, just again, it's just tragic. Now, I think that and Severino coming yeah. off the mound. That hurt me too, because I thought, you know, this is basically a RA bet in two years ago. Mm-hmm. He might be able to go the rest of the game if he really wanted to. Yeah, right. It's one game. Who cares about pitch count? But is the they just figured him out. And you know, speaking on that, Garrett Cole, Brian, let me just let it out. Are you? He's definitely didn't in his earnest pinstripes last night. Talk to me about your thoughts on Cole and not stepping up in the big opportunity. I like Cole. I really do. Um, I just feel like, I feel like I, I like, you know, listen, he didn't do well. It's one game. You know what I mean? What's it's a 50, 50 shot of you going to be pitching. Well, <laughs> not pitching. Well, I just call it the way it is. Right. Um, they went up against, you know, we Evaldi went lights out. Cole didn't do well, but like, you have to be able to, you know, respond from that. And I feel like when the Yankees, Yankees don't, aren't able to respond the way the Red Sox respond because of their, because of the way in which they have an offense. Yeah. Red Sox have a complete offense. They could hit, they, you know what I mean? We don't, we didn't have LeMayu. That is like a Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox-esque player. Base yeah. hits, base hits, base hits. You know what I mean? Gardner 10, you know, eight years ago, 
kind of false <laughs> kind of style of play. You know what I mean? We don't have those people, you know, in the lineup right now. We have home run hitters and we have, you know, people that wish they could do base, have base hits like Glaber uh, uh, and stuff like that, but they're just slowly, you know, going down and down occasionally right now. So it's like we're in a weird wiggle phase where it's like if our ace doesn't do well, mm-hmm. the morale just drops. Yeah. And then have an average guy come in and just fight it off, you know, get a run here, get a run there. We're always looking for the big shot. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, even when we were growing up, those, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s Yankees, they were about um, getting base hits up the middle. If you look back at game seven, oh, three, when they were down five to two, it was all base hits from Matsui mm-hmm. to Bernie to uh, Jeter Posada, and that's how he won. There wasn't the epic yeah. moment until Aaron Boods, uh game seven home run, but now that's 18 years ago, and <laughs> we have only won once since. So, circling this I back around, if he talked. I wonder if he talked to the team beforehand. You know, he is the he is the guy. Aaron Boo, yeah, to have that epic halftime show moment have that epic speech you know i don't think so the only thing i heard i don't know if you do you happen to listen to Cardin and roberts yeah yeah so he was on uh, on tuesday 5 p.m before the 8 p.m game and Cardin literally asked him and he said no i didn't speak right before reckon this was 5 p.m he said the only time they had like a pump up talk was during the player meetings the day before but again that's you know, 24 hours before when it matters the most. So it doesn't yeah. seem like you had a, an epic halftime show moment, halftime locker room moment. And, you know, that stinks. You wish a judge or one of the veteran guys would do it, but um, wasn't meant to be. So just stings, man, just stings. And, you know, again, circling the back, everything, looking at the long term, can't do anything about it now. Yankees are out now to look towards the future. As you just expressed, you are not the biggest Aaron Boone fan. His contract does officially expire this season. Do you resign him or no? Nope. I think you need fundamentals and discipline. And I say they go after Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter. You feeling the old school stuff like old that? School, I hear old that. school. I, they need the team needs needs a wake up call. They lack discipline. They lack fundamentals. Just in a defense. Look at their defense. Mm. In the field, especially, they had to get Rizzo because Void couldn't field the ball. Yeah. Sanchez is a, Sanchez is constantly a liability. This year, he's been okay. You know, you know, Higashiyoshi was I think a better defensive catcher than Sanchez. Um, Wanted to pose. Yeah, you know, I just think that they uh, they need a wake up call. I think I wouldn't be shocked also if they went with a rebuild. Mm, really? After four or five years, like you know, you have your core pieces. You know what I mean? You got to realize, like, you're going to keep Judge, like, LeMay, you're going to keep because contracts and stuff like that. You can't get rid of Stanton. But, like, there's little things you could change. Gardner's retiring, hopefully. Yeah. I just <laughs> don't want to see him keep on declining. It reminds me of Vince Carter um, yeah. in the NBA, and you kept on watching his points go down from, like, 24, 18, and it hit just, like, six, four, three points a game, went to Atlanta. Like, it's just, you know, it's like it's just a constant decline. It's a waste of a roster spot for a young kid who could prove himself. Um Clint Frazier needs to fall off her. Don't know where he was, but yeah, he's garbage. Literally Throw fell off the fell, the face of the earth. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind keeping Gallo and Rizzo, especially Rizzo. 
Rizzo, I think you, I think you should keep because I think the way you got to do it is you have to have Void a DH. I don't think you should get rid of him. I think oh, okay. Void should be the real DH, and it's either you tell Sanchez you have training camp to become an actual catcher, or you're going to learn how to play first base and ride the bench for a year, and then eventually you're going to switch over or something, or trade him. You know what I mean? I just think I just don't see him as a defensive catcher, and we need that. Yeah, I think Gary should be traded. Team. I, I think it's time he, as much as he improved even the slightest bit, I just feel it's now time to have a more defensive oriented catcher. Yeah. I know there is that prospect. I believe I just can't think of the guy's name right now. Who's has some eyes to him, but I don't know how far off he is. And there's gotta be someone out there for who has a good arm. You don't have to, you know, have a heart attack when somebody throws a low pitch and it goes behind the backstop like you did with Gary and just didn't seem motivated at times. And I think um, his course ran out and he should go to a Minnesota or yeah, some other rebuilded team and help them out. No, I agree. And then, you know, outfield, like you have judge, you have Stanton. I listen, the Stanton deal was terrible just because of the contract and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even though no matter how much he produces, it's just, you're just locked up for way too long. I'm putting him in the outfield and running him until one of his hamstrings completely pulls off because he can't <laughs> got to keep the DH spot open for a guy like void yeah. or a guy. Like if you keep Sanchez for that reason, you can't have Stanton constantly playing DH. Yeah. And in the regular season, though, it was very limited. I think it was something like when Stan did play the outfield, they were like 10 games over 500, even though it must have yeah. only been like 20 or 30 games. He clearly could go out there. We've seen him make good plays. He, yeah. I believe he has a gold glove. So no, it's yeah, not yeah, like I, he, I think he might have a few. Yeah. So it's not like he can't play it out there, but. As you said, major changes. And you mentioned the Buck Showalter, the veteran uh, manager. Look at Tony LaRusso, who goes to Chicago, and they're still here. They're playing playoff. They're in the playoffs. They won the Central. Dusty Baker, veteran for the cheating Astros. Same thing. So, um, why not try? What else do we have to lose? And I guess my. No, exactly. This, the other two things is one. What do you do with Glaber Torres? Do you think it's time to let him go? Doesn't, you know, we were so excited. People thought he had the ability to be a Lindor, even a Tatis type of player. And it just declined after decline. Though we did have some pop at second when they had to move him. But the fact that they had to move him from short back to second is a downgrade. Yeah. You think it's time to uh, bite the bullet. Maybe you could get a solid starting pitcher out of him or a defensive yeah. catcher in a trade. What do you think about Glaber's situation? I think it all goes back to the fact that losing Didi Gregorius was a huge loss mm-hmm. to the Yankees, which Should've I think him this he, year. 100%. You know, if is he a free agent? Free agent. I know is he yeah. was coming into last season, but I could quickly look that up. But you were, you were saying as I'm looking that up? Yeah, um, you know, that he was like he he was a part of that like young core soul i feel like of yeah. the yankees where it was like they were all growing up together and i think losing him was a huge you know a detriment to the team i think it's i don't know it's hard um you might you like who are you gonna replace him with is yeah maybe a trevor story or yeah, is there anyone that? of value of equal value for a lower price? Absolutely. If you have to pay a little bit higher to get the same thing or a little bit better, I say just keep them and roll the dice. 
if only Velasquez could uh, have him more yeah. for contact, then that would be be set there. By the way, Didi's actually signed till next year, so he's not a free okay. agent till twenty twenty three. And an, another person I definitely don't want because he's a cheater is Carlos Correa. He is a free agent, but you know. Fuck him. Simple as that. No, absolutely. No. <laughs> even Garrett, even Garrett Cole, Cole at, at first, I was like, ah, I don't like this. I don't, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, so far, your uh, feelings have been justified. It's got to be a long winter for him. And then my last Yankee question is you mentioned for the unofficial manager, but he has the, been the general manager for 24 years. It's been now 12 years since he's delivered at least a pennant in World Series. Do you think it's time to move on from Brian Cashman? I don't think, I don't think my opinion matters in this situation because I don't think he'll ever leave. <laughs> right. I just, I think, I think he's, he's, he's there. That's it. He basically is a part of the building at this point. Um, I just think this offseason he mis- mishandled um, the team. I just think that they could have got a lot more weapons. I think they yeah. needed more. They needed more. They needed needed more contact hitters. Right, and well, the fan base is pissed. We're tired. Changes have to be made. Players have to get paid. And whether we take the route you suggested in rebuilding, which again, I don't, <laughs> I won't oppose. I'll, I will I don't. I can take a year off of taking heartbreak for in October, if it means the team gets better in the long term. Or if we just stick to what we have and try to salvage and maybe things change. But in the end, you definitely need new players on there. You need a better strategy and you just got to, you know what they say? Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And it seems the last four years, the Yankees have been repeating this awful history of losing in the playoffs and uh, underachieving. So what do you have? Do you have any final thoughts regarding the Yankees, Brian, until uh, we change try to it. care about I, I, them? I hate, I hate saying it, but change up the formula and watch some tape on the Red Sox, how they actually play baseball. Yeah. Clearly. There's a reason why Alex Cora, when he was suspended, they didn't make the playoffs, and now they're in the playoffs, and they're probably going to make a little bit of a run. Why? Uh, I'm just why. Listen, I hate saying it. I'm a realistic Yankee fan. Yeah. I'm a, like how I'm a realistic Cowboy fan. I just say it the way it is. They're they're a good team because their coach is just of sound fundamentals and discipline, and he they know how to play act. They know how to play baseball. They don't know how to play the modern home run baseball. Yeah, and when you have that happen, when you have the Rays, who have no payroll whatsoever, win a hundred games and knock us out, clearly something has to change. And no, exactly. Before you know it, people are just gonna not give a fuck and not show up. So. This is your time to do it and, uh, you know, stop letting us down. Simple as that. So, Brian, before we started this, I was going to throw it to you. You had some great ideas. You told me you wrote down some ideas and things you possibly want to talk about. I was wondering what were some of those things on that uh, list? We could go back and forth. Yeah. One was the Yankee game, but mine was uh, my, you know, quarter mark of the NFL season's uh, playoff playoff schedule, uh, not schedule, uh, ranking. Yes, let's do that. So switch it to NFL, right? 
So one thing we do differ on is you're a Giants. Sorry, I'm the Giants fan. You're yeah. a Cowboys fan. By the time we release this, the Giants and the Cowboys have played yesterday on Sunday. Yep. You know, as much as I'd like to think that uh, we beat your team, I'm being a realistic Giants fan, too. Your team looks so good, especially on the offensive side. Uh, Zeke picking it up again. Dak could be an MVP candidate. And, you know, it looks like they are making a real push already. So while my Giants did have a great win in New Orleans, they, you know, it's it was looking really ugly. I was there in the season opener against Denver, and I'm pissed I wasted so much money there. But what are you going to do? It was fun, though. I will say that, but not for that embarrassing loss. And then getting destroyed by Atlanta and then Washington after that, it's uh, been real ugly. And just before I get it to where I think they could go, if this keeps, you know, declining, talk to me about those power rankings you're thinking. So who are the teams that have really impressed you coming into the after the first month of the year? All right. So uh, we'll start with the AFC. So number one seed, I have the Bills. I think they're on Ooh. fire. I think they're built right. It's like, oh, like same thing with the Red Sox and like the Yankees, like different type of styles. They're just so balanced. Yeah. Their run game's great. Uh, you know, Allen could run. Their passing game is fantastic. They have a former Cowboy, literally one of my favorite players, Cole Beasley in the slot, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. Stephon Diggs. They just have so many weapons. Their defense is, you know, it's balanced. You know, it's not like the edge is better than, you know, the front seven's better than the DBs. They're just overall like a solid team. And I just think they just the coach knows how to win yeah. games. I was going to say well coached as well. Chiefs? Yeah, definitely. Well coached is the most important thing, I would say. But, uh, Second seed, I got the Chiefs, even though they look, you know, interesting right now. I just think Mahomes has a little bit of a God complex right now and thinks he can do everything <laughs> and anything. Yeah, uh, you saw you his know. uh underhead pass this past week. <laughs> Still yeah, figured listen, it out. He, he, I think he's getting a little silly, and I think you know he's getting a little risky with the turnovers and stuff like that. Um, I think they need to run the ball more, to be honest with you. I think they need to run the ball more. I think they need to stretch out the field more and you know, get one extra guy, you know, DB down in the box. And then you could little, you know, little play action. Try you have Kelsey. You know, you have all the you have Josh Gordon's back now. That's you know, yeah. And that man is, you know, that man. It reminds me of like AB. Like he's just put on ice for a few seasons now, and he'll probably put up a thousand yards if he wanted to. Watch that. It'd be just a great comeback story too with his no, addictions absolutely. and stuff. That that is so my root for. And you know, if they do run the ball, that'd be great. I have Clyde on one of my fantasy teams. Oh, so. then I, I hope. Uh, three I have Ravens. I think uh, you know, mm. overall good team and stuff like that. Um, I wish Lamar Jackson actually like you know had more of a passer mentality. More, I feel like he could. You know, the team's never going to go to the Super Bowl until he fully develops and the receivers fully develop. And the only way to get receivers developed is by throwing them the ball more. Yeah, and you do have solid weapons. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown can be, you know, he could be a three thousand yard receiver if he wants as well. And so fast yeah. off the fast off, he's just so fast off the post and everything. He, he, they got they got something. It just sucks with those. Uh, you know, they had those the two drops, injuries yeah, to the their that the drops there, then the injuries to the running backs, but um. While they're still trying to identify what they're doing with that, I think Le'Veon Bell's activated again. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I can totally. I'm a Latavius Murray that. fan. So okay, I like, I like Latavius. Yeah, dude. I mean, great blocker. He's just an all-around old-school, 
you know, yeah, exactly. blunt force trauma Put running his head into down them. And run. mm-hmm. Yeah, four got the Titans, even though they just lost to the Jets. They also <laughs> had no, they had no receivers in the game. Yeah, um, I just think they're going to make it just because the division's so weak. Oh, extremely, dude. Yeah, I mean mm. Texans. Even though you know Texans, you know Tyrod Hill before he got before he got hurt was looking really good. I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. That man is constantly doing great, and then injury. Yeah, and it was crazy that he didn't have the uh, the Tyrod not curse, but you know the blessing. We obviously know he gets hurt in Buffalo, and he go and yeah. he Josh Allen goes in, gets hurt in Cleveland, and then um, Blake. So, and uh, Baker comes in. Didn't work for Davis Mills and the uh, Houston yeah. Texans, but yeah. uh, look at the Chargers with Herbert. He was on yeah. the Chargers, and the doctor punctures his lung, and boom, there's you know rookie of the year. That really out of anything to out of that's the worst bad luck I've ever heard. Seriously. I just feel bad for him. It's just like you know, what I mean, it's I think about it, he he backed up Joe Flacco on a Super Bowl team too. Like no one yeah. even remembers that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I I would see that. You know that they everyone thought the Texans would be the uh, joke of the NFL, but yeah, maybe they could win. You know, I, I think over under was four. Think it would yeah. five or six. I think they just have the most average team ever. Literally, there's no great. There's you know they got Mike washed up Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson <laughs> could barely like run the ball anymore. The defense is like decent, you know what I mean? But like, have, sorry, Brandon Cooks, who do they have on offense? Nobody. Well, Will, Fuller, you know Will I mean? Fuller, the fourth. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Dolphins, I think now. Yeah, oh, in the Dolphins. Yeah, my bad. yeah. Um. Yeah. Like they're just average. They're like the most like let's. You know, what? they're the definition of the Texans and Texans and you know, a, a feel a very vibey of an expansion team. <laughs> Literally, and now it's almost twenty years later. Same story, different day, and a new coach too, and whatever. Yeah. Um, but hey. They're somehow still fighting there. You got to respect that one way or the other. Yeah. And then wild card, I have Chargers, Raiders, and Browns. And then, like, looking looking in, Broncos. Chargers, Raiders, and Browns. Do you – is and I hear that with the Broncos, the Broncos defense, especially their secondary is lethal. Yeah, yeah Broncos, like, one seat below. Just It just depends on if the Raiders don't implode or not. Yeah, we'll see if Derek Carr can hold his own. Though they he lost uh, against the Chargers last week, the Raiders have something going, and especially if Josh Jacobs comes back to full force, and, no, Eddie, yeah. and you have Darren Waller, who's arguably the best tight end in the AFC under Kelsey. Raiders Raiders have something good going. No, for they're them. a good team. It's just, it's it goes back to the defense. I just got to see how the defense holds up. The defense is very young in the secondary, and uh, you know they have a lot of unproven players on defense. Definitely, man. And having Von Miller back is very vital. And that's, I guess the only thing is, you know, the injuries between their receivers, you know, Jared Judy, having him out yeah. sucks. See if uh, like a Corlin Sutton can step mm-hmm. up. Well, not Teddy's hurt. Teddy has a concussion. So I've got to see how long that, you know what I mean? Should have got that trade for Rodgers if you could, but nobody knows what he's doing in this division. One or two games without your starting quarterback will get you out of the playoffs. Cause it's the best, it's the best as of right now. It's the best, uh, you know, division in the league. Hands down. If the, if the Chargers don't have two bad calls against the Cowboys, they're undefeated. <laughs> right. Just a Herbert is something else. I really wanted the Giants to get him and wait out before selected Daniel Jones. Now Herbert got drafted the year after, but, yeah. um, yeah, just another so miss. Good. Right. 
He's so good. He just he just knows how to command the pocket. Yeah, you know another cringy Giants quarterback that was considered with Ben McAdoo specifically. He wanted Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. but he fucked up his situation. You know, benching Eli for Geno Smith. Yeah, and uh, it was all downhill from there. But uh, so out of all out of this bunch with the AFC division, who do you think ultimately wins the conference? Bills. The Bills. Bills. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be their worst nightmare. Yeah. They were just short last year. Anything could have changed. And, uh, you know, especially they play, you know, again, this will be, this is recorded right before they play the Chiefs on Sunday night. But, uh, you know, that'll be a real test to see um, who's who. Mm -hmm. The way I think about the NFL is you're only as good as your, you know, your top 10 rookie contracts. Yeah. And once they have to pay those guys, that this is when the teams start falling apart. Um, you know, you look at, you know, they're starting to pay off those contracts, like the max deals for Kelly, you know, not Kelsey, but, you know, he got his re-up, you know, Hill and um, Mahomes. Hilaire is going to need one soon in like, two, you know, two years and stuff like that. Um, eventually, you're going to have to just start getting journeyman guys. And unfortunately, the way their team is built, it's going to be on a defense. Yeah. The and team is going to be a bunch of journeyman cornerbacks that, you know, no one knows that they're just going to have to, you know, play well together. They'll have a few pieces. They got Chris Jones at DT and they got Frank Clark, but like, you know, they got Daniel Sorensen at safety. Like who is Daniel Sorensen? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have Tyron Matthew too, but you know, that's it. That's the one thing people do point out is Steve Spagnola's defense. Is it worth it to compete again? But again, we'll just have to see how it pans out and who matters the most. And um, if the chiefs are as legit as they're supposed to be, then they're going to win and figure it yeah. out. But ultimately, and I agree too, that the bills are just a better, well-structured and well-balanced football team. And after falling just short in the championship game last year, there's no reason why they can't come back and stepping up, especially the no, Emmanuel exactly. Sanders. Um, I think huge, that is, huge signing. Yeah. People thought he was going under the radar with him in New Orleans and San Francisco after leaving the Broncos. But, hey, he's showing why he's a legit veteran presence. He's in single coverage now. He was doubled up in in Denver on the Mm -hmm. 49ers. There wasn't really, you know, besides, you know, Kittle, he was getting covered up a little bit more. He's now the third receiver on a team that's, you know, has a stud receiving core where he's just getting, you know, zone or just getting covered by, you know, man covered by one guy. You know what I mean? When you're fast like that, you could beat that right over. Yep. He straight up be that competition. And that's why this Bills team is where they're at. So let's mm-hmm. let's talk about the NFC. Tell me where are things going to lie when it comes to the NFC? All right. So NFC South, I think we all know this answer. Timmy, uh, Tommy B with the Bucks. I How see about them, that you know, game? Yeah. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the Patriots game or are we talking about the Cowboy game? Well, first, that Cowboy game could have gone either way. But um, if you want to go back to that, I'll, you could definitely make I'll some I'll go points. that quick. What do you think about the opening uh, game with them? If you lose by – what was it? Two things you lost by two points. If you lose by two mm-hmm. points to the Super Bowl champion, you're a clear playoff team. Yeah. Again, especially Dak, that that game particularly, Dak showed that, you know, I'm not letting this ankle injury take me down. I'm going for it again. And he's only been rising up from there. No, exactly. So what do you think? I have confidence. What do you think about Bills and Bucks? 
Oh yeah, Bills and Bucks. Sorry, or sorry, sorry. Uh, Bucks Pats and uh, Patriots. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady should have lost. Bucks should have lost. <laughs> they should have. Mac, Mac Jones outplayed. Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady. But yeah, I guess like you said with the God complex, Tom Brady's still holding on to his, and they won on a very muggy day night in yeah. Foxborough after the and most Nick awkward. Nick could you know kick a field goal and they win. Yeah, it. right. Oh, the pain. And yeah. uh, it follows by the most awkward hug of all time with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, you just tell. Yeah, that was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. I'm walking out. Yeah, like Katie Nolan said, that's a hug you give someone after a first date and you know there's not a second date happening. No, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's the, it's the Bucks. So I expect them to I expect them to uh, go to the conference championship, but uh, see what yeah. happens there. They're looking um, good. Yeah. NFC North Packers. I just think, uh, you know, who else is really there? Like, I feel bad for Kirk Cousins. The Vikings playing amazing. <laughs> the Vikings are just bad. Yeah, dude. It looks like they're going to have to get a new coach after this. Just things are yeah. not working out. After doing so well a couple of seasons in 18, Minneapolis Miracle, they just keep falling and falling. Man. Yeah, right. It, and uh, it's too bad. It's really too bad. What do you think about Rodgers and what he's been doing in his uh, first four weeks? And do you think there's any truth? I mean, I don't know. Where people were like, he didn't quote unquote try week one against the Saints. Like I had somebody give me a take on the show. Like basically Rodgers played it like this team can't win without me. So I'm not going to try my best. But yeah, he's won three weeks, um, three games after that. I just don't know. Rodgers is genuinely fascinating. What do you think about him and uh, what he's Um, doing this season? I don't think he threw the game. I think that it hurts when you're not in the, you know, in the locker room, in training camp, in meetings until a week or two weeks before week one. And you didn't have any preseason and you didn't have any preseason reps. And as you get older as a quarterback, you know, Tom Brady still takes his preseason reps week one of the preseason. He had a series. You know, it's just at that age, you have to, it takes a little bit longer to get the rust off. It's built up a little bit more after every year and it doesn't really? come off. You know what I mean? So, but at the back of my mind, I could see him going, you know what? I'm not going to play a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to play up to my level just so they know this is what it's going to look like if, if I'm gone. Oh my God. Because <laughs> he is a drama guy, you know, he's that Cali, he has that Cali vibe, very dramatic. Uh, I think he's gone after this year. Oh, absolutely. I, I think he's re- re- going to retire. I don't think he's going to go to another team. No, I can see that. I You know, a lot of people are definitely have it in the back of their mind, especially if the weeks go by and teams that work out. Oh, we, is there any chance we can get Rodgers? Does Rodgers want to stick it to Green Bay? But, you know, it cle- he clearly has other interests. I liked him on Jeopardy. Why not have him host another game show? Yeah, he yeah. was great at genuinely intellectual, articulate and entertaining. <laughs> Maybe he could be a game show host somewhere or he just becomes an internet presence. I love him on Pat McAfee every week. Yeah, no, he's good. You know, he, listen, he knows how to control, you know, command the room. So he'll be Mm -hmm. have success anywhere, but if he does stay, he's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's what I saw. Those rumors, him with the Mike Tomlin. um, It would only make sense. It would just make sense. You got to think of that. Like, you know, I think of it like you got to find the complete team. Like when Peyton Manning left the Colts, Denver was the complete team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their shortcoming that year was Tim Tebow. <laughs> and the, the offensive scheme perfectly hits 
the type of quarterback he is as well. No, exactly. Look at, you know what I mean? Like you have to think of teams that are, all right. So if Brady retired, yeah, the Bucks would be the number one choice, but like, I don't think, I think Brady's going to go until he tries to hit a hundred thousand passive yards. So I don't <laughs> think he's retiring anytime soon. And, and he mean, wouldn't want to follow in his footsteps either. No, exactly. Yeah. You know I mean, like there's teams like that. Um, I don't know if, if listen, if you're giants, if Daniel Jones, like out of nowhere shits the bed, I think the giants are, you know, a couple of pieces away from being contenders. Yeah, I agree with that. That's another rumor I've heard and definitely would love to explore. Say that again, if Daniel Jones does shit the bed, but he has played better as of late. Even and if he's he only, plays good. You would say like, just put him in the side, you know, just bet you be the second guy in command and just put Aaron Rodgers there. Here, here's a year contract. Go win a Super Bowl. If you don't, it is what it is. Daniel, you played well. You could be better. Learn after him. You know, I again, the the way this shit has gone down, Brian, especially these five years being a Giants fan and watching this respected franchise turn into an absolute joke. I'm up for anything at this point. If they want to have this, literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're in the NFC least. What do you have to lose? Yeah. So, you know what? Why not? And uh, again, I just. I just, I just, it's, it's the Giants just generally give me agita, but um, no, that's why we still you. love them. <laughs> yeah. NFC West, I'd say Rams. I think Cardinals are fool's gold. Really? You, you're yeah. not into the uh, undefeated? You think it's a Fugazi undefeated team right now? Yeah, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I think Rams are the probably the second best overall built team. Um, I think Matt Stafford's going to win MVP. What an um, impact I, he's made. Yeah. It just shows you what happens when you have a high morale locker room and the culture to win. Yeah, and it shows that uh, Matt Stafford's justified. Like he was having his career wasted in wasted, Detroit. Wasted. He literally is putting up forty. I think he has almost as much as forty thousand passing yards mm-hmm. playing in Detroit. Well, all he had yeah. was Megatron, and now he Literally. goes on a team with Cooper Cup, who's arguably the best receiver in the league right now. Uh, what he's doing there, and you know, Tyler Higby's a very underrated tight end Love who Higby. can catch ball, who could catch and block. I mean, geez, Deshaun Jackson at like fifty, yeah, catching touchdowns. Oh man, I hate him, but I could no, see yeah. why no, he's yeah. pushing through. <laughs> He's pushing you know, through, seriously. No, he's still going, you know what I mean? But, you know, listen, I have the Cardinals in the wild card, but, like, I just don't see them withstanding this, you know, this luck. Mm-hmm. I will I say Kyler Murray's looking good, though. Kyler Murray looks good. I like him a lot. I like their run game. They have The offense is good. It's just, will the defense hold up? Yeah. J.J. Watt I mean, putting in there and Chandler. Yeah, and Chandler Jones had five sacks. He has, and I think he's only had one sack since in the first game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'd rather see consistency. I don't care about five sack games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you won one game. If you could, I'd rather have someone get consistently a sack. You know what I mean? Every two games or a sack and a half every every you know three games than five sacks, no sacks for half the season, five sacks again. And then, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I want progression. I don't care about the stat. Stat, stats to me mean nothing. Play that true team oriented football. No, literally. It's the only way to win. And then, you know, NFC East, I got Dallas just because uh, Eagles are, are, you know, not where they should be. Um, Even though I think Hurts is the future. Um, Giants are the Giants. I just don't Mm -hmm. think, at first, I don't think Saquon's healthy. Um, I think he's still hurt and it's going to take, it's usually it takes a year out of playing to actually get psychologically 
you know, psychologically back into playing after an ACL injury. Right. Um, just the fear of it. I tore my ACL in high school and it's being, being, I, you have to teach yourself how to walk and run again. It's the most frightening process of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just... it's, it's a joint. You have to literally train yourself to not let it push back and, you know, bend the other way. Yeah, not everyone can AP it. AJ Peterson coming back from ACL injury and having a no, 2,000 yard I mean, season. I mean, that means a psychopath. Uh, so it's, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Also, it's easy when you get paid to go work out and do PT every day, twice a day. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, me and you, it's going to take us three seasons to, you know, just be able to get on the bench. <laughs> right. Just to go with that water boy. And I need to have a leg brace while I'm running out there to give them their stuff. No, no exactly. But, you know, Giants. I, I just, you know, I feel like they're close, but just not close enough. And Washington's weird. Like Heineke's good. Like when I see Heineke, I think of Tony Romo. <laughs> oh, XFL royalty showing that anything's yeah. possible there. I think of a uh, undrafted, you know, kind of like a gun, not gunslinger, but just like a, I don't know, just erratic player that could just, he can't get sacked on a play action like Romo just mm -hmm. slips out of stuff. And he makes mistakes, but he the, if he doesn't make a mistake, it's a touchdown. It's like very Romo-esque. It's like, you know, he goes for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Like, it oh. just feels very, like, 2010 Romo. Can I ask you, Brian, as a Cowboys fan, does it bother you that Ca Romo never was able to get a conference championship out of it or um, the Super Bowl for his me. story? It bothers me because I think he was he was listen, if you look at his stats, like if if you add two Super Bowls to his stats, right? If you take mm -hmm. Eli's rings and give him the Tony Romo, he's a he's his Hall of Famer. Hell yeah. You know I mean? My boy. The way I think about it is this if you close your eyes, right, and then open them and have to tell someone the game of football, you're not leaving out Tony Romo. You have yeah. to explain. He's the second best undrafted probably story ever behind Kurt Warner. Literally, it, you know it I shows, mean? and it's look what he's doing in the booth. Look what he's doing no, exactly. in the booth he's too. Probably now. in the Hall of Fame for commentating. I hope. I wouldn't be opposed to that, and I hate anything cowboy related, but yeah. he deserves it. it he makes the game fun, and it's yeah. funny how he always just predicts a play perfectly. Well, I think they're gonna do this scheme right here, and then he's gonna go up through this hole, and they do exactly that. So yeah, it shows no, his IQ. He's my favorite quarterback. You know, I I didn't get to see the Troy Aikman. You know what I mean? I was born in 99. So it's like I've had Romo and I've had, you know, Andy Dalton. I've had Kellen Moore. I've had Dak. Like I've Kellen had a weird, Moore. you know what I mean? Matt Castle for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Brandon Whedon. I've had some weird guys in there. And to me, Romo, I was when even when Dak was good, I wanted Romo back. Like you were the mm -hmm. pack the first Packer game, right? Uh the what was it? The Jared Cook catch. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I wanted Dak pulled at the half. Just put that in there. Put Romo like that. Put Romo the, uh, right in. What was uh, that? That national championship Bama did that. Yeah. His quarterbacks in the half. Mm -hmm. Hurts for Tua. And the way I think about it was, I watched Dak do a very college move. If you remember, he turned and he looked straight at Dez because Dez, Dez turned for a screen and threw a line drive that got picked off by Micah Hyde. Oh yeah, for a pick six, and in that mind right there, I went. He's afraid of the game. He just went straight to a college thinking mind of see ball, throw ball, hit Des, hope it works. And I'm like, he just didn't read the defense. 
It's like you said, you sometimes it takes years for these quarterbacks to figure it out. And in that moment, I was like, listen, put him in. I think Romo could cut. Romo, listen, Romo could have went to the Broncos and I think went to the playoffs instead of retiring. <laughs> hey. It was there. I was rooting for it. I was hoping so much. That's what I wanted. Hey, greener pastures sometimes for him. And he just winds up in, again, just out in the booth and entertaining listen, us. He's having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fun. it's nice to see. Great story no, there. Exactly. Any dated Jessica Simpson before she let you herself listen, go. You, can't go. you cannot go wrong with that. <laughs> he, lived, he lived. Listen, he lived the cowboy life. Oh man, it's yeah, his world, and we're just living in it. No, literally. And the wild cards: Cardinals, Panthers, and 49ers. And I have Seahawks looking in. Okay, okay. Panthers made the big move getting Stephon Gilmore, which was a bit surprising. So adding that to that secondary is uh this defense exciting. is the best young defense. It's the it's the best young defense with a few veterans that are like leaders. I've in I think in the league. I think Sam Darnold's legit. Yeah, literally it the it shows it's the Jets curse, especially Adam Gates. Yeah. That influence just is toxic and now he's on he the right now. Yeah, yeah right. Happy. You see him it's smile. Like, it's like nice to see. He like he he definitely like had some you know some sad moments in his Jet career where he's just like, why am I playing football? I mean, especially you know getting mono right before it yeah. is a the high school disease, and you just we all know it was a, he went out one night and was with the wrong girl, but. You live and learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. And NFC, NFC, I have uh, I have the Rams coming out, playing the Bills, and I have the Rams beating the Bills. In a, uh, And that would be another Super Bowl where the home team would be yeah. the uh, – it would be a home game for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. If Sean McVay, he just needs that Super Bowl. He's done everything else. He's gone into the Super Bowl. But to prove this era of young coaching gurus in their late – 30s, early 40s. I think a uh, Rams Super Bowl would um, obviously cap that off. I'd like to see him. He's fun to watch. It's crazy just how football obsessed he is with his model girlfriend. Yeah, right. His model girlfriend who, like, you heard that story on his bye week. Hey, you want to do all the things? Like, nope, I just want to watch all the games. No, yeah, no, yeah. I saw that. I'm just like, he's dedicated to the game. Like, he's living life. Like, it's LA. Like, you're just having fun. And they're just so good. Like, I just don't like this. They're built well. And their coaches, you know, in my eyes, is sound. Like, you have Jalen Ramsey. He's the best cornerback in the league. Yep. Hall of Fame right there. Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the best defensive lineman in the league. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Like, I don't think I could name, I, if I really think, I can't name another guy on defense, but they're all role players and they play well together. And that's what you need. And it just shows at the end of the day, you can't win in the NFL without a quarterback. Jared Goff was not the guy. When they were in the Super Bowl, he had one of the worst performances a quarterback can have. 13 and three. I didn't, I thought that was fake. I'm like, this can't be. This is not a Super Bowl score. And you had so many open receivers that game. You had Todd Gurley. I mean, he was hurt, but, uh, you know, he was still a valuable weapon at the time. And, you know, they had it there, but, yeah. you know, it just football's a tough game oh, sometimes and very rough. And, you know, now with Matt Stafford, it's a perfect match made in heaven. Two lost souls coming together. And um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm trying to go to see that Giants-Ram game. Just so I can say, see that game. team. 
That might be a 40 piece though. I don't know. You might want to wear a Rams jersey to that game. Oh, I can't do that, Brian. I'll just take the L's. I've been making nothing but L's with my teams these years. But, um, you know, things got to turn around one day. And I just want to be the guy who was loyal the whole time. Like, I I was talking to a buddy, right, after the Red Sox loss in this uh, fantasy chat. He used to be a Yankee fan, and then he was trolling about them. And I said, you used to be a Yankee fan. What happened? And I can read the exact quote really quick. Um, well, it's far things, but pretty much uh, he was saying, I just didn't want to cheer for old overpaid guys who give no effort anymore. And all I said was, well, all right. His name's Jackson. Jackson, just when things do turn around again someday, you just can't come back. He's like, that's okay, man. And, uh, you know, what time will only tell there. But there's something about being loyal to the uniform, even no, how how aggravating these teams make us and whether it's for me, the Yankees and the giants or the Knicks who started. Yeah. I'm a Knicks fan too. We've been in pain forever. (laughs) And look at that. I've, they're actually going to save this fall. The the Knicks. (laughs) So at least for me, at least you, you could enjoy the fall with your football, with uh, your Cowboys. Cowboys break my heart at the end of every year. I don't even, I'm not even excited right now. <laughs> really? I'm not even excited. I, I they're gonna go thirteen and three and then lose in the and lose in the divisional round to the Packers. I know this. This is this Ooh. is what being a, a Dallas fan is. Constantly hyping up, hyping up. You think you have all the pieces and your coach makes some kind of coaching mistake or Aaron Rodgers just gets the ball back with thirty seconds. Bum bum bum. Yeah, I remember watching that game and just seeing just how epic that guy is. When it matters the most. Not even nervous. He just sits there and knows, oh, 37 seconds against the 49ers, no timeouts. I'm fine. Bam. And again, that's why he's one of the best ever dude. You just, I hope for his sake, he needs that one other Super Bowl. He's always going to be known as someone. He could have won more. He's in the the Drew Brees category right now. Yeah. He has to break out. To the Manning. Because listen, if he wins one more Super Bowl, I think he's the second best quarterback ever behind Brady. I don't disagree. That guy's mobile. That guy, especially he's the perfect fourth quarter quarterback. If you need a true Hail Mary, he's the only quarterback you can actually trust will actually get it in his receiver's hands. And, you know, accurate. And the way I think about it is this, ready? If you like, if you had to build a quarterback, it wouldn't be Tom Brady, just body body and everything like that. Because Tom Brady isn't that mobile. Yeah. If you want to get straight physical traits and intangibles – and without the mind first, it's Aaron Rodgers, and then throw, throw in Aaron Rodgers and Brady's cerebral mind, mm-hmm. and that's the best quarterback ever. Yeah, you. Stranger things have happened, and clearly that's another example of it. And luckily, there's still a lot of NFL left, and yeah, it's gonna be it a good time. It's for real. And dude, you, you're always welcome to come on when I do my NFL shows once a month with my guys there to add to it. You could oh, love it. Love it. I love when people rip into me on like being a Cowboy fan. It's my favorite. I love being able to defend it. The guys I do this NFL show with, they have two Jeff fans, a Raider fan, and then there's me as we do it. But yeah, dude, you definitely should come on when we do those. We do them about uh, once definitely. a month. And then every day during the um, every week during the playoffs. So definitely oh, add awesome. that uh, dynamic. We need one more person in there. So it would be fun. Oh, man. oh, it's lit. It's lit, Brian. Yeah, we're going to do that at the end of the month. And I'll definitely remind you with that. And we just go and chop it up with that. So it'll be a uh, great to have you a part of it. Oh, word. 
So just other things quickly. You mentioned you're a Knicks fan. How you feeling about the new, new New York Knicks coming into this year after oh, this magic? So what? Yeah, I'll say magical run. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I'd say it too. Magically disappointed. Magically disappointed. Perfect word. Tom Thibodeau finally changes the culture after. Thank God. Whether you're Fizdale or Hornacek or name the blank who's been killing us, stolen, just being an asshole. And but yet he did it right with Tom Thibodeau, gave him the keys, started to develop Julius Randle into a legit NBA star, RJ Barrett holding his own. And Emmanuel quickly, once that yeah. guy puts on some weight, that guy's going to be insane. And then this year we make some big moves. Shouts to Scott Perry and the general manager for the Knicks, where you have, you bring in Kemba Walker. Yes, I understand that there's hesitation there. He's older, he's injury prone, but he is Kemba Walker. And when Kemba Walker is Kemba Walker, <coughs> he's one of the, <coughs> excuse me, so I'm, that's how excited I am yeah. that, um, He's one of the best point guards in the league. And then you have D Rose behind him, who is such a great presence, taking that veteran key role and being a great presence on the bench. That's great. And then Fournier's coming on. And uh, even if Boston has the uh, advantage in baseball, we took two of their guys and let's take it oh, to yeah. them when it comes to the Celtics. But having said all that, how you feeling about the Knicks, Brian? I think they're good. I think they'll win 50 games. Um, Ooh, I like 50 them. Games, yeah. I'll take that. I think that, you know, they have good pieces. You know what I mean? Like, in my eyes, D. Rose is the best player on the team, even over Julius Randle, which people won't be like, oh, you can't. He's, he's hurt and stuff like that. When mm-hmm. a D. Rose is healthy and plays 36 minutes, he plays like he did before the injury. I think better than the injury. He plays smart now. He plays like he's been in the league for 10 years. With all that, you know, not with the athleticism, but his playmaking ability has never changed. And he, he's still a walking bucket. Still constantly <laughs> scoring. You know what I mean, <laughs> I don't think Julius Randle is a number one option. I think he's a really good third option on the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Kemba and RJ Barrett um, really step in. I think Kemba, if he's healthy, is going to you know go back to 20 points per game, Kemba. If he does that, R.J. Barrett finally breaks into 20 points per game. You know, you got Fournier, who I feel like, you know, he could drop 15 to 18. You know, we're going to have a lot of scoring. I think defense will be good with Randall and Noel. Mitchell Robinson comes back healthy. Oh, that's key, having Mitch Robinson come back. And what I really like about the team is they, like, they're smart. You know, Perry and Thibodeau are smart. They built a lot of really good veterans and assets that at the trade deadline, if some, you know, big star is unhappy – they mm-hmm. could grab. They could grab. Yes. There's no Finally. idea in my mind that you could go to uh, the Timberwolves and throw Mitchell Robinson and like, you know, Evan Foy, uh quickly and like Foyer and send like two picks and go grab Anthony Towns. Yes. I put give him something. We know the Timberwolves are nothing. They're owned by A yeah. Rod now. Yeah. Listen, so, I will take yeah. D'Angelo Russell and and Cat with Barrett and Randall on my team, and I think they go they go to you know semis at least. Dude, like I said, now we can actually have these thoughts. At one yeah, point, you can trade now. You actually have assets. Yeah, you do, and you have picks still. Don't forget that Dallas that Dallas yeah. move. We still have the picks from there, and it looks like we won that deal because KP's first 
beefing with Luca, and two, he keeps getting hurt. So, haha, that's what you get. And um, you, like you said, as long as this team stays healthy, this team can be a legit presence in the East. Yeah, and it's the East. If they're not good, the East is not good anymore. Yeah, especially with the Sixers declining with old Ben yeah. Simmons shit. That's obviously going to affect them negatively as the season goes on. That only helps us. And no, exactly. And uh, yeah, like who else is out there really? What the Hawks? We're looking at. Nah. We're looking at. We're looking at. Yeah, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta is probably going to be up high. So like, you know yeah. what I mean, like this Boston. I don't think Boston. I think Boston's going to drop down. I think we're at like you know fourth, fourth seed, solid. I personally like the fourth seed, middle of the pack, and then just you know make a run. And we had a whole year. Add you know what was great, even though we lost that very tough series. Fuck Trey Young, all that. That's still a that it's an, a year being in the playoffs matters, especially in that league. No, it does. It isn't. It's a constant buildup. But, but you know, we'll see. I don't get again. I don't get my hopes up. You never know with them. <laughs> Fair enough. And how about those nets? First, Kyrie Irving. You know, you know, we could be be all. We could do the whole vaccine politics or whatever. But at the end of the day. This guy is literally costing himself money and making a big target on his back for his team. Yeah. So you said, just get rid of him. Go. We don't want you. I, I've never liked Kyrie Irving since he wanted out in Cleveland. In my eyes, yeah, like, right. you stay with LeBron and you win rings. Like, let's call it. Listen, <laughs> like at the end of the day, you're here to make money, win championships and get in the Hall of Fame, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. That's a good deal. You stay and you keep on playing. You keep on playing. And then eventually you go. You know what I mean? Like in my eyes, it was just foolish. And I just don't think he – I don't think he cares about basketball. He just looks really? disinterested. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like he – you know, I think he just plays to – you know, he plays because he's, you know, he's good enough to – you know, he's great. But, you know, he doesn't have to play great all the time. And he knows that. He has his money. He could do whatever he wants. Um, it's guaranteed. So they're not going to cut him. But – you know, if he's only playing 42 games, he should get a contract cut in half. Yeah. I think it's you know I mean? every, game he's gonna, every game he's going to miss. It's like $300,000 a game, something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a distraction. You only win a championship yeah. with chemistry and that's not chemistry. You know what I mean? Like this, like I'd rather have like a backup point guard in who's going to actually get chemistry. Like if he plays and only plays 42 games, right. That limits a lot of players on that team. Joe Harris, who there's a lot, you know, he's a forward, he's a you know, shooting guard forward, is not getting a lot of reps now because of the way they built their team this year. They got Blake Griffin and Aldridge and Durant. He's not, he's not seeing that time. You plug him in and get more time, there's going to be more chemistry. Like, I just don't rely on Kyrie anymore. Yeah, when you have the press ask you constantly about Kyrie too, and you see yeah. people getting annoyed, you just like, you Do you just want to play with that? You know what I mean? Like, you want to play with that? Like, no one goes to play with Kyrie Irving. They go to play with Kevin Durant, <laughs> and they want to play, and they don't, and they want to play in Brooklyn. That's what they want to do. And guess what? Your problem now is too that the Knicks are legitimately good. So you yeah. could just have those fake Nets fans to start with, just hop on the other bandwagon. They could be the talk of the town. And again, that only helps the Knicks out if this team just keeps having their domestic issues. And um, again, once the season starts next week, we'll see <laughs> where things are going. Andrew Wiggins got the uh, vaccine. And yeah. now, you know, they that could take that distraction out from Golden State. And um, is there anyone in the West that really impresses you coming into this? 
LA Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think that they, I think they're going to win the championship just because I, you know, a healthy LeBron, a healthy Anthony Davis, are the two best players in the league. And I think that, you know, they got so much veteran presence and that comes like they just need to make the playoffs. And with the that veteran presence, we'll get them through to the championship. Veterans win the playoffs. It's the young kids Clearly. that get you to the playoffs. You need the fresh legs for the 82 seasons and then step out of the way and let Trevor Ariza go down low on a rookie that has never played in the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. You dish it up or pass it out to Carmelo Anthony in the corner. You know what I mean? Like they're just built with role players. Yeah, like like Andre Iguodala did for Golden State. Oh, no, exactly. Those ones, so. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, if every, you know, that's the team that if everything goes well, they'll win. But, you know, I don't know. Like, up and coming, I feel like Denver just keeps on getting better. Yeah, they just re- they just uh, did an extended uh, Michael Carter-Williams, who oddly underrated. Like, he doesn't have the big name as some other players do, but I think now he's that good. he's getting paid for it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know when you have Jokic coming back and watch, yeah. I don't. I wonder if he. I remember coming into this year last year, he looked so much fatter. He looked mm-hmm. like a big blob, but he won the MVP. I wonder if he like took his uh, offseason yeah. seriously. No, you know, listen, right. I just haven't seen. He's, he's amazing. He led. The, he think he was second in the league in assists at yeah. one point as a center. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's with Jamal Murray, who's like a legit point guard. And remember, he's coming back too from his injury. Yeah, no, like they're built well too. Like they like that's a team that could easily like if they just get their shit together, they could go the distance. Anything? How do you feel about the Clippers? If anything, they did bring PG and Kawhi back. Kawhi's hurt. Kawhi basically has a twenty ACL on his knee, and he's going to miss half the season at least. Like I don't know. The, The Clippers are like. All to all, you know, all talk. Like I, I don't who cares about the Clippers. Like when I think of LA, <laughs> right. it's like it's like the Chargers. Like oh great, Chargers are good. I care about the Rams. You're just there. You know I mean? <laughs> it, you're just there. Like you know what I mean? Like Clippers. Like who, it, I don't know. They just they don't even like yeah. They have a bunch of players that don't know how to play together, and it's it's just a weird fit. It's a weird fit. Mm. Do you like, think Paul Phoenix- George is good? Can't play in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you feel Phoenix can uh, make a run again? I hope they do. I want Chris Paul. I want Chris Paul to get a ring so much. <laughs> Cause like if he does, he's, he's in the top probably like four point guards all the time. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a hard list. Like, you got to really think about that list. Like that's Oscar Robinson, magic Johnson, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. So you got to put Steph Curry in it. Jason Kidd. Definitely. Like, AI, like that's a very to crack top five in point guards is so hard. Right. And especially in a league where you really need a point guard now more than yeah. ever. And speaking of point guards, what do you think about Ben Simmons? What is what's he gonna do? Do you think he you would think that he's gonna get traded right before the season starts, yeah, but who I think knows? He has to go. Whether a Sacramento or an Indiana, I've heard uh some of the names thrown out there. But Indiana would he have to, to give up like a, a Boggs or something if they want yeah, to do he that. He needs to go to a team that just like is in the middle of nowhere that like doesn't have press, so he could like, you know, recover from like the trauma of people yelling at him to shoot. Mm-hmm. Because I think at this point it's all mental. Like he has to make a conscious decision of I'm gonna shoot the ball or I'm gonna play center. Yeah, I'm right. Play power forward. Like at this point, you're wasting a, a, a you're you know. Yeah, again, you could listen. You could 
We could run the point. Great. You could carry the ball. You could run the ball. Everyone could run, could run, you know, dribble the ball and probably play point in the league at this point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is as the long way, as you like, can score. That's the way basketball is. But, like, you can't score out of 10 feet. Like, you were a liability on offense. You can't shoot free throws. So, like, they're just going to hack a shack you the entire time. And you need to be around players who actually support you and like you. It's clear Joel Embiid doesn't like Ben Simmons. And no, when you like have the, When you have the best player and the most important asset to be a, your teammate, just, that's how you know. So, like you yeah. said, and literally the Sacramento, Sacramento, California, and Indianapolis. Send him to Sacramento and, and just let him go sit there and, you know, work with Walton if you think he's still the coach there. Yeah. And just, you know. Reggie um, Fox is good. Is a good guy. Yeah. Who, uh, Take as many shots as you want. No one cares. It's the Kings. The Sacramento Kings, man. My Having... thing is like, what do you have to lose? Like, who cares if you miss shots? You are getting paid money. They're not gonna cut you. Yeah, you gotta. You got the. You got that big extension, even if uh, someone gave it to someone else. So uh, if you don't want to be known as the biggest joke in the in the NBA, yeah. like you're an NBA All Star, instead of already like, let's say he puts up what. He scores like you know eighteen points a game. He probably hits like you know six re, uh, six layups. Okay, go with six layups, and instead of passing, you know, let your let your assist go down two assists per game, and shoot the ball four more times, six more times. Like, take a three. Don't even don't even start with the three. Start at twelve feet. Start at you know at the foul line, just running up and doing a jumper. Like little things, you know, it's not hard. It's not hard, man. Get, you know, do this and impre- be impressive. And then which one was it? Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, the one who dumped him. You go yeah, out there. Kendall, Kendall, yeah. You get a new shorty and uh, you get revenge everywhere. Like, do that, exactly. man. Just act, succeed. Actually play like you, you got drafted. Like, what was it? Uh, third overall or something like yep. that? Yeah. Actually, you know what I mean? Like, play. It's it, You can play basketball. He shot in high school. Shot in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, he, he has it in him for and they paid him. Well, there's someone's yeah. going to be a sucker with this. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be very fascinating where this ends up. And uh, I do not think they will waste his time and keep him and only piss off those Philly fans more, even though fuck the Philly fans. Yeah. But look at Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, Damian Lillard's getting angry, and that would be just send Simmons and a few players in the house of picks and grab yourself a point guard. Oh man, if Dame did go right, 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 right there, they win a championship. They would. I would just, you know, we would hate those Knicks fans, but it does make the most sense. I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to respect the game. I would be like, you know what? I accept it. I'm just not going to watch games this year, and then I'll just check the newspaper when I see who won. <laughs> you know, fair enough on that. Sometimes you really do have to give respect where respect is due. Oh, man, Brian, you've been killing it today. I have to say we've already been here for an hour, 10 minutes. It's only felt like 20 minutes. And uh, I just want to say um, you're awesome, man. You did a Thanks, real bro. good job. And like I said, bro, you could come on whenever you want. Start with the NFL shows again. I hope you no, had as definitely. much fun as I did. Oh, I had a great time. There's nothing better than you know chopping it up, talking sports. That's not. This is only like half of half of me. There's so much more. 
Hell yeah, bro. And I definitely want to explore that uh, things to come, man. Just say you you excited you're going to have a good spooky season. Are you into that yeah, kind of stuff? You know, just chilling, having fun. You know what I mean? I'm in grad school right now, so mm-hmm. I'm still doing a little engineering and stuff like that. So, you know, have a little fun on the weekend and see what happens. Let's go. You do the the pumpkin patches and the apple picking. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a Yankee season. playoff game to miss, so you can yeah, enjoy exactly. it more. My, my weekends are wide open now. <laughs> Dude, I hear that too. You go to any Oktoberfest, any of that? Yeah, so I'm going um going uh this weekend. I'm going down in the city actually. I'm taking my certification exam for my uh for my engineering and then me and my boys were going right out afterwards to run our calculators and calculators in the trash can and we're starting to st- going right to the bar. That's what I'm that's what I'm fucking talking about. You know what I mean? I'm Work doing, hard, play hard. I'm doing the same thing out in Jersey City. And, uh, you know, get us a bruise out there. Now the, the leaves are changing, get that nice fall smell, you know, oh, that perfect. thing. First, yeah. just helping my buddy get his new bed, and then we're celebrating with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. Are you an IPA guy? Hell yeah, dude. I good. The answer is yes when it comes to beer. Like, when perfect. it comes to IPAs, I mean, the dogfishes are good. I like yeah, yeah. Uh, Two Roads. Are some good IPAs, good. especially Road to Ruins, out in my home state of Connecticut, is where they brew that. Those are some of my favorites. What about you? So like a hazy IPA, and like there's one up here. It's a local one. It's a Bronx Pale Ale. It's like a little bit of an offspin of an IPA, but Ooh, really, really okay. good, rich, rich taste. You know, get yourself fucked up before them, and you're good for the night. That's what I like to hear. I call man. the IPA the economic choice of the college student. <laughs> Yo, seriously, you know what I really like too? So I love making cocktails and bartending. So yeah. um, especially now the next thing is just to get beer. So I, I've gotten the spirits and out, uh, cocktails pretty much um, up to full. Literally name a drink. I can make it for you now. I love it. Now next is the beer, and also there's beer cocktails too, like a half and half. Really, is popular. That. Yeah, there's. You know, I will say, you need an acquired taste. There's something like called a red eye, which is a hangover cure, which you okay. put beer and then you put an egg yolk in it, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, and then the you get the red eye with tomato juice. So it's beard tomato okay, juice yeah, and red eye, and it tastes awful. It really you you got to get ready, but you will feel like that for the rest of the day. Yeah. Another hangover cure drink is called a corporate survivor. That's a gin drink. You could go gin spirit gin. Um, I think it's all the time I had is gin, simple syrup, lime juice. And right. that's a really good one too. Love, love gin, love gin. Gin and tonics might go to when I'm out. Oh, dude. Gin tonics, gin, sorry. Gin cocktails are my thing, especially yeah. your last word. That's my, that's my summer drink. I find I'm slowly moving out of them now. Your gimlets, that's a good one too. Um, I also really love my whiskeys too. And now getting into whiskey season. What's your what's your whiskey then? What's your whiskey of choice? This is so basic, but Jack Daniels really is okay. My I'm thing. a Jameson guy. Jame, oh Jamo, that's the best tasting hands down. Easily. I Jameson, Jameson to me is my favorite. I have one right here. I got this. Which I'll oh, yeah. more pot at a more you can't leave time, the house with it. Oh, yeah, dude, those are great. Irish whiskeys are awesome. Oh, okay, yeah, have you so, ever had the IPA Jameson? It's is a IPA bottle. Jameson? It, it's an IPA whiskey, it's a green bottle with a greener, a little bit more of a green label. It hits different, dude. 
I'm going to make that a mission this fall to find that. And I'm going to let you know, because that actually sounds IPA awesome. Whiskey. It is strong. But when I tell you mix it with a little ginger ale, ice cube or two, sit, let it sit for a couple of seconds. Ginger ale, huge thing to help make cocktails is great. Oh, uh, yeah. Just got to be careful on the sugar if, you, if you're looking into, you know, that's the one thing. The carbs and stuff after mm-hmm. a long night drinking. The sugars, that's the ultimate killer for hangovers. If you could get rid of your sugar and your drinks, then you're fine. But that's Bob what. Celtis. Mm. <laughs> I love my vodka. There's really any alcohol you could pretty much convince me. Put it in the glass and, you know, open my mouth and I guess it's going to keep on going. So, hey, that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, another good beer cocktail It's beer and champagne. Luke, I don't know the really? exact name of it yet, but literally you just half and half together. And, oh, it's soothing. Really? That's interesting. I got to try that. Mm, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. It's it's always fun figuring out that and, you know, connecting. Yeah. And what's your shot of choice? My shot of choice? Ooh. Honestly, I like a shot of tequila. I would have to go with that. You know. Can't, can't, do, can't do tequila. No tequila for you? What about you? 21st birthday ruined it for me. Ooh. And then. You ever still, have that one st- drink? You've just overdid it. And for the rest of your life, you even smell it. You want to throw up? That's that's tequila now. Casamigos is my is my. Oh, my God. Yeah. Casamigos is in, dude. That can't do sucks. It. Can't do it. Can't do it. I literally take a sip, but I'm I'm about to throw up. I'm not even kidding. You know, Captain Morgan's the one for me that when I get the really? whiff of it, it's it's painful. I have that in my I have that in my kitchen right now. Oh, I mean, it's good. Another great, you know, gin out there, but uh, it's stuff. And then also spiced rum. Spiced rum, I can't do like especially at one fifty one rum. It's okay. uh, those are the tough ones. I'll I'll make drinks with it, but straight it's a it's a bad it's a bad i could do jameson straight that that's like i could do jameson straight or do a bourbon like a buffalo trace straight Ooh, also like me a bullet whiskey bourbon is good too okay. also like bullet rise um mostly a lot of with uh whiskey cocktails prefer to use rye whiskey over anything really? else okay. so but of course there's other ones that at least the recipes i've come across a lot of rye in mm. there and Probably, what's your go-to cocktail? Like mine's a white Russian. I big Lebowski vibes. Tastes amazing. Just don't have too much dairy, but that's my absolute favorite cocktail. Brandy Manhattan. Brandy Manhattan. Ooh. Yeah. You ever yeah. have a Brandy Alexander? I have not. That's an awesome dessert drink. Put some nutmeg in there. It's really good for the holidays. But I like that. Dessert, Brandy. I go espresso martini. Oh, that's the that's definitely the most popular cocktail right now. It just wakes me up, and then I'm I'm ready to start going again. Bazinga with that! Ooh, get that cold brew in there, especially oh, get a martini perfect. class. No, exactly. everybody's happy. Do you know what you're gonna do for Halloween? Halloween, my so my brother is a professional DJ. He's yeah. a big big DJ in the EDM scene. Um, What's his name? Is his name. 4B, 4B num- number 4B. Um, I actually have a tattoo of 4B that I got at the middle of a pool party in Atlantic City where he was DJing down in uh, at Ocean um, outside. His uh, tattoo artist was there and he's like, you want to get a tattoo? And I'm like, sure. Um, 4B, you know, I'm Brian. His name is Brooke. I mean, uh, his name is Bobby. My sister's name is Brooke and younger brother's Brendan. So 4Bs. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, nice. also a favorite number four. I'm like, first tattoo. 
let it be sentimental. Uh, sentimental. Mm-hmm. So I got it. And uh, he's DJing in Brooklyn October 30th uh, with his uh, boy Valentino Khan. Um, All right. Called Hulk. Yeah, Hulking. So uh, I'm going to go see that. I'm going to go see my girlfriend and we're going to go. Uh, it's a superhero costume. So I'm going as uh, Captain America Infinity Wars, though. So the darker okay. one with the hair long. You being real with that. I love it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I was thinking now, now I'm doing this mustache, trying it out see what is going on and you know i'm trying to incorporate it with halloween the only other time i had a mustache was two years ago i was freddie mercury for a halloween big hit bohemia rap city and uh, i was thinking you ever seen the show magnum pi yeah oh you want to be tom Selleck? i'm thinking of that i looked at the shirt you get that shirt get a detroit tigers gotta, gotta grow it thick though gotta grow it nice and thick Oh, yeah. They we're all focusing on it there. You have my barber, you know, you know, freshen it up as well. I'm thinking oh, uh, Tom Selleck and being, I'm, you know, what? I, I'm, liking, I'm liking that. I'm liking yeah. that. Mustaches are back. Listen, I always keep my mustache thicker than my beard. Yeah, exactly. Always, this is a always. bold decision that I've, I'm, I'm going for. You're literally the first person I've talked to it with this on. So, uh, yeah, Hopefully the first like, I can't many. rock a mustache. I just don't have the face to do it. But like thicker mustache with the beard, I like I, I like the way it looks. It adds contrast and it actually forces you to actually see the smile a little more and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then when I do hit the, you know, when I have like two kids and I start wearing, you know, Air Monarchs, I just <laughs> shave that shit off and just rock the mustache full time. As Josh Peck said in Drake and Josh, it's the power of the stash. It is the power of the stash. So we're making big moves with it either way. And uh, we'll see that. Yeah, I'm thinking Tom Selleck and uh, Magnum. Oh, that's Piano. perfect. You can't. Yeah, it's like perfect. And I saw the the button down. I saw on Amazon $65. You know, I'll probably wear it more often than a Halloween costume. No, yeah. fuck it. It's a cool shirt no, anyway. That is a, it's a perfect costume. Like I'm trying to think of other like guys and like super troopers, like mustache. <laughs> uh, I, you, you could be like a 70s porn star or something like that. You could, or you could like thin it out and go as like, you know, some <laughs> some some Italian guy or something. I like could that. be uh, Don Corleone in The Godfather. Yeah, exactly. Cut it right here. Yeah, you could be the the De Niro's. Uh, you could be the actual Godfather, young Godfather. Oh yeah, young Vito. Yeah. Epic, epic movie right there. I love Godfather too. <sighs> greatest, greatest, greatest movie ever. Oh yeah, and best sequel too. Oh yeah, there's nothing that Godfather three was terrible, but like Godfather two was just so good. It's insane. Have you ever? Apparently, there's a recut version of Godfather Three out there that Francis Ford Coppola did. I've never seen it. No, but apparently, it, apparently, it justified. They put deleted scenes in there. They cut this and that. Um, yeah, dude, this is gonna be a great movie season as well. You, you a big movie guy? Yeah, big movie guy. And TV show. Like, I can't wait for it. You watch Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders, big final season coming. Cannot wait. Wait a second. You could be Arthur Shelby with a mustache, too. You could mm. slick it back. That's a good one. All you need is a peacoat and a suit and just slick your hair back with an undercut. Oh, I could grow this. I was thinking of growing my hair and see where that's it what, goes. That's I what I'm do doing for real Halloween. I have him growing it back, and I'm just going to shave the beard and be Arthur Shelby. Dude, you got my support with that. You're going to get hella likes on the day after Halloween Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I was also thinking... Um, I could also do like 
if I were to grow it out this way, I could be like that just one. a dude from the twenties and the twer- yeah. twisted turtle. No, you could, hey, listen, twenty in the twenties and just do it again. So coming <laughs> back, I'm just hoping the thirties aren't as bad as it was a like hundred years ago. Yeah, I hope it isn't either because you know, again, that was a very awkward time. The old thirties, yeah. Great Depression. That's a dumb one prohibition. Been. I don't think that would go well for me. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I we were just talking about all these cocktails and drinks we have to do, and the government can't take that away from us. Nah, already dude. taken away so much. Let's keep the keep the beer, please, please, and the JMO. Please don't touch the drinks. I I, I beg you, please. Also, oh. half of Congress wouldn't be able to get out of bed if they didn't have it. So <laughs> seriously, and we know who those people are. And also, you are Sopranos fan by any chance? Yes. You see many Saints in Newark? Not yet. I've heard I've heard bad oh. reviews so far. So what I'm going to do is I'm going home this weekend to Staten Island. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch it by myself. And I'm going to really give a good look on it and say, yo, please tell me what you think. I, I personally like it. I'm going to watch it twice. But you really you can't get it right on the first time. Yeah, that's funny you say that because my friend said the same thing. Let's see it this weekend. So I already saw it. I didn't tell him I saw it already. But, yeah. you know, when the certain scenes I have and I'm going to look at him, see how you're going to pay attention to something different now. I'm like, oh, that's what that meant. Getting that analysis uh, head on. So I, I did yeah. like it. I un- I saw the other reviews. I understood where they're coming from, but I thought it was a good movie. I really did without giving I, too it's much. It's never going to live up to the hype of The Sopranos. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's what you have to think about, like going into like movies like that, like 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 the new Star Wars that came out. Like mm-hmm. they're never going to be as good as like one, two and three. I think like the in the, you know, like the Ewan McGregor ones personally are the best ones cinema wise content. It's probably the originals. But, like, good you know, way to then, put it. Yeah, like just based on special effects, like actors, like they actually knew how to fight with swords. Yeah. In the early 2000s, you know what I mean? Instead of just whacking it around, you know what I mean? Like uh, Mark Hamill and uh, and uh, James Earl Jones. And like the new ones, <laughs> they were just like, let's just put three out because we have a fan base and make money. And they made a lot of it. You know, I do like, terrible. I did like Adam terrible. Driver, but that's pretty much it. But I like it, anything he does. They were just, they just, they, they really took the original ones and they recast them. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing that happened. I'm just like, you're going to change it up a little bit. It's a new pa- like, coat of paint. That's all yeah, it I'm was. Like, how do you let the bad guys win once? Like change it up. Like it's, Oh, you're going to make more. You could fix it. Seriously. We've seen them fix the original trilogy hundreds of times too. But um, yeah, luckily they have the Mandalorian to uh, justify everything. Yeah. I'm looking for book of Boba Fett's going to be really good. I think. Oh, definitely. I love Big the Vilquil. It, which yeah. is the vil, you know, the prequel where we learn the villain story. I've heard it called the Vilquil. That's gonna be mm-hmm. another good one. And yeah, nah, he's, uh, it's good. You like Brit? Um, you like Better Call Saul? I've never seen that. Oh man, you see Breaking Bad though. It, I'm gonna put it down. What do you say? You seen Breaking Bad though? Never watched Breaking Bad. What? Yeah, I have so to say, like, Brian, that's something Breaking you have Bad? to get done. I know, I know. It's on my list. You know, it was when Breaking Bad happened, I was like, I don't know what year. I don't even know. I was probably like like middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I was just not, I was playing video games. I was like straight up like COD and Madden were like my life. <laughs> like girls were like number 150 because I was like still in that like five, like six 
180 pound chubby mm-hmm. phase before I realized what working out and like football did to me. Yep. And literally I was like, I'm going to play video games all day and hang out with my boys. Everything else can go fuck itself. Literally you wait, you were, you have that stress for it now or you're part of your life. No, exactly. I think you did it this way. I'm like, oh, yeah, I went to an old boys Catholic school, played football. And then I get to college freshman year. I'm like, Oh shit, girls. Who are these? Are you, mm-hmm. what is this? I don't understand. That was the case for me, but it, I failed both in high school and then it did till the, the end of college. I figured it out like, OK, wow, these people aren't that nerve nerve wracking. I just have to be myself and be no, healthy exactly. and then it will all come together. That's a good part of college. You could be your own weirdo because you're going to find the same amount of weirdos. Like mm-hmm. there's always that one weird kid in high school. Everyone's that there's always a weird kid or like this person, that person. Except when you go to college, there's just so many more people. There's like a pack of them now and they're all friends. And you know what? Let them do their thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, I'm not here hating on anyone or like stuff like that. You know what I mean, you live your life. I live my life. Of course. And we're all going to have fun. It is a place where you truly can reinvent yourself before you have to pay loans and pay rent and big. It's car the last payments. reset. That's the way I think about it. Yeah. Good word. Last for reset. It. You can, you know what I mean? Like, you go into middle school and you didn't like the way you, you know, way you did that. You go to high school and you didn't like the way that you went to college. And if you didn't like that, you go to grad school like me. And then after <laughs> you restart. That's how you know we're in a great position because we just know that even in this crazy world and times where it seems everybody hates each other and nobody likes that and every we live in a gotcha society, we still can focus on ourselves and not let this insane outside world influence us. And that's why we're going to make it. That's it. You know what I mean? You got to be individual but diverse at the same time. And just give yourself a chance. People will like you if you're more authentic and not trying to be somebody else. And Everyone then it all comes there. Phony. Absolutely. And we Everyone know plenty of phony. those like the oh, Red Sox. Please. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, I so you're from the Red Sox. I say Boston. I don't even say Reds. I don't want to even hear that name. You're right. Boston, even though it's a beautiful city, everyone else there, especially the sp- yeah. specifically the sports fans, you know, you suck. Simple as that. Oh, um, by the way, um, where in Staten Island are you from? So I'm from Bullshead. So uh, if anyone's listening from Staten Island, it's right over near Staten Island Mall and um, right near Moore Catholic High School. So it's like right off of Victory over there. Okay. Right over there with the fam and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm living in the Bronx now near school. I go to Manhattan College. So living up here and, you know, I go home on occasion and stuff like that, see mm-hmm. the fam and hang out. But, you know, I'll be an island boy until uh, until my eyes close one day. So yeah, I always got to go back and enjoy represent so my brother goes to wagner college he's on the uh football team my cousin played on the wagner college football team i have a wagner college football shirt in my laundry right now no fucking way yeah he um he plays quarterback for them he's a freshman so this was my first time getting exposed to staten island i've just drove past it a lot we go through the jersey side over no, that yeah. bridge Why would there. you want to go to Staten Island if you don't have to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I will. I, I may sound like such a tourist, but the food over there is so bomb. I, I would. You ever been to Tommy's Tavern in the mall? Uh, I, I, I reside there on, on, on weekends. <laughs> Dude, I went there for the first time this past weekend. Most filling best burger I've ever had. The Galamad was so tender, crunchy so and everything. And so, you know, we call it Staten Italy. 
You know what I mean? It's not in Italy. It's the best way to describe it. You know what I mean? And like I have the McEwen. I should be an Irish guy, right? I'm mm-hmm. 85% Italian. I just get to I just get the last name. So like literally, you know, you squeeze my arm, olive oil comes out. Like nothing better than going out and having Danino's pizzeria. You gotta hit that up. I've heard that mentioned a bunch of times. Danino's brother. I'm gonna write pizzeria. that right now. Danino's. Danino's Pizzeria and go to the one in Staten Island and then go to the one in Manhattan too. They're owned by the same person. There's one in Jersey as well, I think, or two of them. Oh, I'm and, on uh, the yeah. search. It's all about pizza. It's got to go over there. Joe and Pat's is really good. Like Barstool has done a bunch of them mm-hmm. on uh, 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 with pizza reviews and stuff like that. They do a bunch of them. Um, no, really, really good. But uh, it's, I love it. It's a bunch of bridges. It's why I'm an engineer. You know what I mean? The only way to get off of it is a ferry or bridges. So mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'm going to learn how to build these shits in case they fall down one day and I got to get off the island. That's why we appreciate you. You're going to save us, literally getting us to the other side. I'm just about getting point A to point B as fast as I can. You know what I mean? And you're why not just build, build, it, build, it, build my way right to that. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be one of the best to ever do it, Brian. Oh, stop it. I've got a ton of work to do so this week. So I hopefully I can get there. Well, you keep working hard and you got a lot of celebrating to do after the fact. And one of oh, these yeah. days soon, Brian, we got to celebrate just for the hell of it. Oh, I think I think we, a drink will have to be in order uh, a night out in the city for sure. We have to talk about how to rebuild the Yankees. No fucking doubt, because they definitely need our opinions and help. Listen, if you actually listen to the fans, I bet sometimes it wouldn't be a bad idea. Hey. One of the fans been wrong, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, there's always any sport. I always got to remember it's for the fans, by the fans. You know what I mean, it's entertainment. Who cares about who, who wins? It's entertainment. It's for us. Yes, especially again in this fucked up world, we need a good distraction. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm so about that with that Drake and figuring out this world and the Yankees. We're gonna make that happen. Oh, 100 percent. Just one last thing I'd like to do with you, Brian. For every first appearance on this show, I do something called the Prowse Questionnaire. Just 10 short but deep questions. Just, you know, another way just to show how cool Let's you see, are. I'm ready. All right. Prowse Questionnaire for Brian. So here we go. What's your favorite word? Favorite word. What, which McCall? What you call it? I heard that in like five years. That's that's a good one, actually. Uh, what's your least favorite word? Motherfucker, because Samuel Jackson uses it way too much. <laughs> that's usually a favorite word by a lot of people, but you're being different, and we appreciate that. He overuses it. He's it's like you know what I mean. You're just losing. It's like when uh, they play in New York, New York. This is overplayed. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Start spreading the news. So I have this this chat again. This though I'm happy when he writes it. Every single time I write, start spreading the news. I agree, get it. <laughs> so this question is not a sexual question, but for some dirty minds, it is. This is more a life fulfillment question. But what turns you on, Brian? two-part question if we're gonna go sexual okay we're gonna go irish girls with red hair and if we're gonna go <laughs> second part we're gonna go with um challenge i love to be challenged if there's there's nothing better in my eyes than having a problem in front of me and being able to figure out how the hell to get past it now that's a great answer both both i i i, I might even agree with you on that first one too a nice beautiful redhead man 
Oh, man. So what turns you off in this world? Complacency. Can't stand complacency. Great answer with that. I can't stand it either. So number five, what sound or noise do you love? Hmm. Uh, basketball swish noise. Nothing but net. Oh, I know exactly what you what you mean. I tried. I epically failed at making that noise, but yeah, nothing more beautiful than the sound of a swish. What sound or noise do you hate? New York City traffic at rush hour. You know, I've been to Los Angeles. They said that's the worst traffic, dude. Not even a chance. Like, no matter where you are in the five boroughs, if you're trying to cross the bridge in uh, the GW to Jersey, it's all a mess. The Merritt Parkway sucks. The Bronx Cross Parkway sucks. I-95 sucks. Fuck you traffic. know what's bad when the trains, I'm a big train guy just because I'm mm. always in the city. The trains have traffic. That's a problem of itself. Yeah. And then when you're in a packed car and you're with who Hot knows. AC's broken. And who knows what this person has been through and that person. And then no, exactly. when you see somebody arguing with another person on there. Ugh. Get me off. Please. What's your favorite curse word? Probably pussy. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> There's nothing more demoralizing than so like like a kid going up to like someone going, "You're a fucking pussy." Yeah. Oh, I remember once I was talking about that with my aunt, or I don't know how the conversation. We were just talking about people calling people pussies, and then my aunt was like, "We used to call people that in the '70s." Yeah. Do you know where the word comes from, though? Tell me. I don't know. The word "pusillanimous," which means coward. Oh, that that's a great fun fact. I yeah, didn't know how that. did that get to vagina? I have no idea, but like <laughs> I like that's just how it is. Man, never a dull moment. Never. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? History teacher. Big love history. Oh, really? We're yeah. gonna have to do a pod just learning out on history. Love history. Yeah. What's your favorite like time period? Um, I would have liked to be around in. I would have liked to be in my thirties and the sixties because then I wouldn't have got drafted. So I, could, mm-hmm. you know, would have been chilling. Um, and I just I would have liked to see. I feel like that's the sixties probably the most impactful decade of. Yeah you know, American history besides, uh, you know, besides, you know, the American revolution, just with like, you know, American, you know, civil rights and stuff like that, the war in Vietnam, like, uh, just like drug, you know, drug culture coming into America and yeah, stuff like that. Everything, movement. everything hit the fan and like one time period in one decade. And like so much has come from after that. Yeah. And it's funny. We won't get to, I don't, at least I don't think so. We'll get to a point where it got that demoralizing in the 60s, especially like 1968 people referred to where there was literally no holds barred. Though we definitely got in close to it. I think, uh, you know, like I said, those who are, don't know history are doomed to repeat it. No, exactly. What profession would you not like to do? 
Morgtician. I feel like it's probably just depressing all day. Morgtician. <laughs> I also just don't want to like, you know, like they're dead. Like I don't want to wash them. You know what I mean? Like I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, the guy comes in on the table. I got to get him fucking naked. Like I don't want to like, you know what I mean? That, that you got depressing calls all the time. You know, when you have, it's, it, it, do they call it a customer? I guess client. Or yeah, like whatever. there's never like, a happy yeah. moment. It's like your customer comes in. Oh, hey, how you doing? How's your day going? Oh, my dad just died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you're going to be constantly in the comfort, like consoling mode. Like, you know what I mean? It definitely probably gets overbearing and overwhelming at some points. Definitely, man. Definitely. My last question for today before we sign off. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm shocked it took this long. <laughs> Powerful words. Brian, like I said, incredible appearance. I appreciate every second of it. It felt like it flew by. Do you have any final words before uh, we sign off? Uh, final words. Just enjoy, have fun. Take life the way it is. Couldn't say it any better. All right, Brian, thanks again. We appreciate you. We'll see you again on this show very soon. And uh, thank you for it. And um, we'll be in touch, too. Let's get that drink very, very soon. If you don't mind me asking, hey, you around this time, that time, whenever. Oh, please. I'm always available and willing to have fun. Hell yeah, man. I can We can show you around Jersey, too. So it'll be a good yes, time. Sir. I'm going there this weekend. Oh, yeah. where? Red Bank. Red Bank. Okay, cool. Beautiful yeah. spot over there. And if you ever want to see Connecticut, too, uh, we'll show you that home state off. <laughs> All right. Brian, that's the great Brian McEwen. Thank you so much again. Let's go, Yankees. And uh, we'll see you Here really soon, man. Keep being you, you, Brian. Bro. Thank you. See you. Huge shout-out to Brian McEwen. What a great debut. What a great guest. So excited to have him on more often. Seriously, that's just a great dude right there. Appreciate the time, man. And I also want to just remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdCombopod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We're back on Thursday with the great Brad Finn. My great buddy, my second ever guest is making his return once again on the show, third in total. He was literally episode number two, and now we're at 112, so 110 episodes later, we have Brad coming back in for the first time since then, solo. So we're very excited to have Brad back for that. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. It's mid-October, so let's enjoy it. Wow, Halloween is almost here. I think um, I'm going to have an epic costume one way or the other. I'm rocking a mustache temporarily to see uh, what it's like to be part of the stash squad. So I have to do a... I have to do a, a Halloween costume that involves my mustache. I did it two years ago when I was Freddie Mercury, and now I got to do it, you know, this year. Um, I'll let you know where, uh, <laughs> I'll let you know what I'm going to do. But until then, I hope everybody enjoys their week. We'll see you on Thursday with Brad. Do some spooky stuff. Do some spooky season stuff. That's what it's here for, right? But with that, my name is Matt Brown. 
I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I would like to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for making this possible. I love you all. And thanks again, Brian, for a great appearance. All right. See you on Thursday, everybody. Peace.